All right, we're going to try this again. It's Copper Boom <laughs> Take 2 today. Um had a quick little interruption from from the kids and the dog because there was a spider, but we should be good to go now. So, going to kind of restart here. Today we're talking about season 1, episode 6, Rory's birthday parties. And this episode was written by Amy Sherman Palladino. She's the creator of the show and also wrote the first two episodes. She writes a lot of the episodes and is very involved, I know, in the editing and everything of every episode. And this episode was directed by Sarah Pia Anderson. Original air date was November 9th, 2000. And the DVD description is what a difference a day makes. This swanky birthday celebration Emily hosts is a freaky Friday for Rory, but Lorelai's Saturday party is way cool, not counting the big blow-up between Lorelai and Emily. And we have the Um, Netflix. Yeah, which is a little similar. Um, So the Netflix description is Rory clashes with Emily when Emily plans a formal birthday party for her. Meanwhile, Lorelai organizes casual get-together to celebrate. All right, so we've got it's either a formal or a swanky birthday that Emily puts together and a Netflix said fun or casual, right? Casual. And that is either casual or way cool um, party that Lorelai puts together. So very similar. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward episode, you know, the title lines right up with exactly what happens Mm -hmm. so i know last last episode we got a little ahead of ourselves about pudding talk but this episode the cold open we've got pudding um (laughs) so i know before we talk about pudding i want to say my my big thing with the cold open and it picks right back up at the gilmore house but the whole picking out what they want left in their will and putting post-it notes on it is like yeah it's morbid it's a little bit goofy it's and it's also interesting to me of like oh put post-its on it rather than emily kind of being like oh like you know make a list that we can make look fancy or something but um because post-its fall off especially off of like furniture and stuff but Mm -hmm. that's okay i loved though like and i know i've talked about this before but the face acting is so great. Like the end of the cold open, you get Lorelai's look of just like, I don't know if I'd say like disgust or shock or just like, what is wrong with you people? Or like, you know, what is going on here? And then you've got Richard and Emily both with they're just like little smiles of satisfaction of like, hmm, this is all good kind of thing. And it's just very interesting. But I want you to talk about putting, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but you were very yes. excited about it. So I was, I was a little devastated that I, like, skipped the gun <laughs> to talk about pudding last episode, but I am very glad that we get to talk about it now. Um, like, I literally wrote, in all caps, pudding, underlined <laughs> three times to exclamation points with a huge smiley face connecting it. Like, I love me some pudding. Have you Um, ever had pudding in a crystal bowl? No, but I want to. I want to feel that fancy. Yeah. Well, and anything, any food can be, like, can feel fancy if you just put it in 
you know, expensive plate or bowl or just add a little pizzazz to make the presentation fancy. I know in one episode we get, um, what is it, like macaroni a la suki or whatever, but like mac and cheese that Richard yeah. and Emily believe is like, oh, it's this fancy pasta. Um, but yeah, another time. Um, and I don't know, do you think that Emily put, how much thought do you think she put into the decision to have pudding for dessert? I think she put like some effort in because like obviously she needed to remember that Lorelai and Rory like pudding and especially because she doesn't and like knowing Emily with what we've seen she likes her dessert she likes to like prolong the dinners um Mm -hmm. so her like not choosing to have pudding like to partake in the dessert kind of shows like oh she is a little bit more selfless than we kind of thought and I really like that she even brought up like yes we're having pudding like you mentioned it before and it kind of shows like yeah she is trying in her own Emily way right and Um, I think she does pay attention I think she is very observant and just sometimes it might seem that she isn't because it's something that she doesn't care about or doesn't see the importance in. But I think she's very aware of everything that's going on and how people feel about just about everything. Yeah. And I'll even say, like, even with Richard, because later on, um, he does something that, like, it took me, like, a hot second to be like, oh, he was listening. Like, he does care. Um, and we'll go... So that like later on into the episode, but I just like when I was rewatching, I'd be like, "Oh, I really like how he remembered that detail that Rory was talking about." It mm-hmm. kind of shows like they do want to be in their lives. It's just hard for them to like kind of show it. There is that little gap between that. Well, I think a big thing is that their way of showing it is not the same way that Lorelai and Rory would show it or want to accept it. It's kind of the whole idea of like a love language. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but like Emily and Richard's love language is probably gifts more than Mm -hmm. anything because that's their way of showing love is to give money. Like I think that to them shows like, oh, this is a really good way to show how much I care is to pay for this party that had to cost so much money it's ridiculous yeah or to give money for a gift or to loan money you know like i think that that is their the only way that they really know how or that comes natural to them to show love yeah i wish i was able to show love that way (laughs) get amounts of gifts for everyone that I love being like, oh, I just thought of you for like five seconds. Here you go. Yeah. Do you, have you ever done the love language test? I remember doing like one in high school. I think it was for psychology. Okay. Um, but I don't remember what I got. 
I think I know. it was like spending quality time yep. and like showing like actual affection was my love language. I say, cause my, my top two is quality time and physical touch. And it's like, I'm a hugger and it's like, Oh, that makes sense because that's for me. Like, I mean, I grew up in, you know, pretty loving family where a hug good night was always like, you never left home without saying, I love you and giving a hug. Like that was, mm-hmm. you know, unheard of um which i appreciate because that is big for me and then quality time is like my biggest thing um which is interesting but thinking of like when they're at the gilmore house you know lorelei and emily i there's a lot to say just thinking of lorelei and emily i feel like i could talk for an hour just about lorelei and emily's relationship in this episode um but when they're at the gilmore house you know, there's the mention of like, I didn't want this loan to be used as blackmail and this argument about Friday night. And like, my first thought was, wouldn't you rather have a birthday party on Saturday anyway? And right? didn't really fully understand the big deal of it. Like, I know her actual birthday is on Friday, but does that really matter? I know for me, um, if it was like on a Friday, I would be okay with it but I would rather have it on like a Saturday where I wouldn't have to worry about like school I would have most of the day if not all of the day to like relax and prepare for the party whereas like if you do it on Friday you have to deal with school Mm -hmm. you have to get ready you feel like you're going to be rushed you you'll be tired from being at school all day and work for Lorelai like Yes. Like, I would need that time to get myself ready, to look good, to look cute, like, plan out an outfit. And, like, I would not be able to do that right after school and still get ready with everything else. Like, I would be a basket case. Right. And, yeah, to me, that was my big thing of, like, kind of surprised that it was even a fight. But... I don't know. It is what it is. And we got to see, like, I love Lorelai and Emily. Any scene, whether they're happy, angry, it feels like no matter what state the relationship is in, it's always a dynamite scene when you have those two together. Like, they are both such, like, strong, opinionated women. Mm -hmm. And they, like, I mean, great actresses and great characters where, like, there's just so much to any conversation between the two of them. So, like, when you get where it's, like, we get so much time of it just being Lorelai and Emily. And that is probably my favorite thing about this episode because it's always good. Like, no matter what, even if they're both crying, it's, like, it's still great to watch. Like, they're very interesting no matter what the situation is. They are. And, like, I even wrote down on here, I want to know what the conversation was like when um he's like Lorelai is saying nope we're doing like her and I birthday stuff on Friday end of discussion and then it just cuts to so how do you feel of doing it on Saturday thing and it's like what happened with that conversation like what did Emily say and like I could pretend 
Like I could make something up of like, I could see Emily having said something of like, if you want to come here Saturday too, that's great. But I will see you Friday night. End of discussion. Have a great night and walk away. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, it makes sense to me that Emily won like Lorelai is a formidable opponent, opponent to anyone, but Emily is where she gets so much of that fight from. And it makes sense that Emily would often win, especially in the beginning. Um, Which if we can just talk a little bit more about Lorelai and Emily, I, they go through so much in this episode when you think of it. So like they have the kind of like comical around everybody during the dinner, talking about them dying and whatnot. And then, you know, they have this argument about Friday night where it's like, it's not a big heated thing, but it's like an annoyance kind of mm-hmm. discussion, which Emily wins and then ends up like, oh, Emily then extends this huge gesture of come shopping with me, help me with shopping, where it's like not only like wanting to spend time with Lorelai, but asking for help. Like, that is not something you see often at all of Emily asking anyone for help. So, like, that's this huge thing. And they have this great time, which we can dive into just. But things are, like, really, really good. So, we see this, like, great mother-daughter relationship with them. And then, you know, Lorelai finds out about the whole situation with the Chilton kids and everything for the party. And then she's mad. And they have you know, this other big, like, blowout, and then there's also, you know, this bringing to the party, like, the other party, and, like, they have kind of a cute moment there at that party, a couple of them, actually, I feel like, where Mm -hmm. Emily is just, again, just so intuitive of what's going on with Lorelai, and kind of pokes fun at her, and it's this, like, cute, fun thing, and then you see Emily just, like, devastated when she realizes that she doesn't know Lorelai very well and it it's just so many highs and lows and we get to see so many different emotions and so many different facets of their relationship and sorry I just talked a whole lot but like I said I could talk an hour about Lorelai and Emily just in this episode so that is my very very abbreviated thoughts that I just wanted to to kind of lay out no I agree with that like it is a huge roller coaster that they are on with the whole fighting, getting, like, to go shopping together and bonding, and then more fighting. And I definitely think that in the earlier seasons, it is so pivotal for it to show, like, yes, even though they do not see eye to eye, they can still be reasonable to an extent. And then still, like, get on each other's nerves. And then it'd right. be fine. Well, and they're not, like, mortal enemies. They have a lot in common and a lot that is very different about each other. And I think that's what mm-hmm. makes their, their dynamic so big. Okay, do we want to dive into the birthday parties and kind of talk about each of them? Yes. I just need to flip over to the birthday party stuff. All right. So do we want to go with a fancy slash formal slash swanky party first? Yes. All right. So, I mean, that whole thing kind of starts, I mean, 
I feel like the meat of it starts with Rory finding out about everybody at Chilton being invited and the whole like obligation I, party <laughs> idea. I will say I felt very bad for Rory because she had no idea. And like, I was even mad with Emily being like, you should have talked with your granddaughter about this. Like, I can appreciate Emily taking the initiative and like doing it and like wanting Rory to be surprised and like to have a good time. But Emily definitely needed to talk with Rory, especially because they don't talk that much about like outside activities other than what they talk about a weekly dinner. Um, Which Emily mentions that all that Rory talks about at the weekly dinner is Chilton and Lane. So it's like, okay, you know about Lane being her best friend. I don't think Emily invited her to the party. It was very much a, we're doing this for Rory, but I want it to be my kind of party with people that I know and have connections with and Mm -hmm. feel are the appropriate friend groups for her to have which i mean we even see because like they know they probably know a lot of the parents and grandparents of the children students like obviously they know the headmaster they apparently know tristan's grandfather and you know it's all these wealthy people from this area where they live they probably know a lot of those people so it was more of a party for them but able to use rory and her birthday as the reasoning behind it and try to, I think Emily did convince herself that Rory would like it. Yeah. And it was very, them wanting to show their granddaughter off, um, mm-hmm. which like I understand, like Rory is for the most part, an amazing kid. Like, yeah, she has her moments of being a little bratty, um, but, like, she is very smart. She is very responsible. Um, she, like, for the most part, knows what she wants to some aspects. And she typically but, knows how to act in different social situations. Like, she can yeah. be really quiet and shy in just about any situation. But I feel like she knows when to crack jokes versus when to be poised and all of that, you know, and like we've seen how Richard is so proud of her in the golf episode. And I think mm-hmm. they both, you know, see those qualities of like, oh, this isn't a typical 16 year old girl. I do think that like just saying like, oh, even just telling her, I mean, I think she should have asked Rory, but even the step of saying, oh, I went ahead and sent invites to all of your classmates at Chilton. And mm-hmm. this is what we're expecting. We're expecting this many people for the party. Even something like that, where it's like still not ideal of asking, but giving some kind of heads up. Because I can't imagine just finding out at school from people that I don't especially like and don't know at all that, oh, apparently I'm having a big birthday party, not just a little dinner. And all these people are feeling obligated to go. Mm-hmm. And like they, um, when I was rewatching it, the, some of the classmates are like, "Yeah, I'm obligated to go because of my parents," kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I even 
notice. I noticed it earlier this week when I was rewatching the episode. But there's a redheaded girl in there. And each time I would watch it, I'd be like, why do I like know who you are? Like, why does your face look so familiar? And why don't I like you? <laughs> and she's in Grey's um, in one of the earlier seasons. And she's in one of the early seasons of Heroes. And each one, I hated her character. <laughs> well, that makes sense I, then. She's very, very talented at being the character that so many people hate, that mm-hmm. she doesn't care if she pisses anybody off. She'll say what she has on her mind. Like, she's very good at playing that character, but it's like, that is the reason why I don't like your characters. Because <laughs> you're too good at it, and I don't like them. Yeah. Well, and I noticed, like, we don't get Madeline, and I don't think we even see her, but we do ever so briefly see Louise and hear her whining about it Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Like, her voice is one that really stuck out to me when you saw some of the students, like, complaining of, like, oh, like, another obligation party, and, like, my parents are making me go, and, and it's also, like, okay, that's so rude and catty to, like, Make mm-hmm. sure that you're complaining about this loud enough for Rory to hear. But it also, it's like, oh, well, it's not surprising that they're doing that. Yeah. And, like, and... I'm a little surprised that Paris wasn't there talking about it. Because, like, you see later on, like, Paris is there and because her parents made her go. But it's like, wouldn't you also be with your friends talking about it like that? Where were you? See, but I don't think that Paris is actually friends with anyone at Chilton. I think I think that Madeline and Louise are friend-ish with Paris, but I feel like they more have like a minion relationship with her of like they recognize that, oh, this is the super smart powerful person at the school we need to be in cahoots with her but i don't think that they like choose to hang out outside of school ever i don't i don't get the idea that paris really spends time with anyone from school outside of school unless it is something like this like an obligation party where her parents are making her and i think with her parents it's more of a making because they feel like oh that's the right thing to do the proper thing for their image and wanting her to have a social life. That's very understandable. Like, even just thinking of the times where, like, Madeline and Louise do hang out with Paris, like, outside of school, it is very, they get something else out of it. The only time that I can think of where it's not outside of school for a school project is the concert, which... It, they're all three invited to, and Paris almost doesn't go. Yeah. And then, like, later on, when uh, they do, like, spring break. I was like, well, that's college. Up. I'm only thinking of, like, high school yeah. time frame. Because Paris does, I mean, she grows a lot and changes a lot over time. Um, I will say, I loved Paris. And, like, her, <laughs> her interaction with Rory, which... That's another, like, duo is Rory and Paris, which 
we'll take a quick little sidestep from the party to talk about this if that's okay but like because at the party i love how paris is like trying to convince rory of like i didn't choose to come here my parents made me like she feels the need to like explain herself to rory of like i'm only attending your party because i'm forced to like i'm really i need you to know that i didn't choose to be here and it wasn't like a mean way it was almost like a i don't want you to be mad at me kind of tone in her voice and that was very interesting um like i know paris isn't a party person like again just especially thinking of high school which we see more of in other episodes too of like her just not wanting to be a part of the social scene Mm -hmm. but then also like you know we get this little scene of the college fair and it's found out that paris and rory are both wanting to go to harvard that's both of their first choices and they have this like civil agreement to duck if they see each other and their whole interaction there in conversation and the agreement that they come to feels so much like a truce being called of some kind of like okay it's not the end of the world for us to be around each other we can deal with this and i feel like in a sense they're talking about more than harvard like it feels almost like we can handle Chilton too. It's the yeah, feeling that I got. Like it just, it felt bigger than the words were being said. I also got that, um, especially like rewatching it, being like, okay, I can kind of see her as in like Paris deciding, okay, I'm not going to despise you as much as I have been because we both have the same goals and I respect my goals. So I'm respecting yours. Um, so I do like how they do have that truth of yep, if we see each other, we just duck. We pretend that we don't know each other. Um, and kind of. And I think that. Me- yeah. I was going to say, I think that that was like Paris realizing like, okay, I don't need to look at Rory as as big of an academic threat because we can both go to this school. Like it is possible for both of us to achieve this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what were you going to say when I interrupted you? <laughs> no worries. Um, just basically like her making that mental note of we are kind of on the same caliber. So like I don't have to worry about you as much yeah well and she asks her if she likes tristan and this is where we get the glimpse of paris likes tristan she doesn't outwardly Mm -hmm. say it but her asking rory like if she's into him i think that was also paris finding like okay i also don't need to look at her as competition for tristan and Mm -hmm. then you know she kind of had that olive branch in a sense of like letting her know like that was a nice party and was like just so nice about it and sounded genuine even though it's like to rory that party was a disaster paris is like oh that was you know that was not bad you know and i don't know it's like we're seeing a little bit of a new light to the paris and rory dynamic Mm -hmm. and this is why i've always liked paris she is very complex she is like an onion pull back those layers where she might make you cry but you want her in everything. <laughs> um, okay, but then we can go back to the to the party. Um, so what did you think about Misty, Lorelai's old schoolmate? Ooh. 
Ooh, I did not like her. Um, she's very beautiful. I will say I loved her hair and like her accessories. Like I loved her necklaces, um, but I hated her. She is rude. She granted like thinking of the person that she is, she is going to be very rude. Um, but when she's even talking to Lorelai, being like throwing in, yes, you were pregnant in high school. Like we're just gonna keep talking about that as like a shameful thing. And then when you like kind of see that she's an awful human to like wait staff, just like snapping her fingers yep. for them to come over to her and like just expecting the world to just like fall to her feet is like I look down upon you. It does make you wonder because like she was very self-involved and rude and she actually commented about like trying to be not as rude and I wonder of like okay are your efforts going nowhere were you just saying that to try to excuse it or were you actually Mm -hmm. worse and this is an improvement and that I don't like to think about it too much because I'm like okay if this is like an improvement I'd hate to see how she was before. Um, yeah. Because it was all very pointed. Like, it was so intentional trying to upset Lorelai of, like, oh, she looks so much like Christopher. Does that just kill you? Like, yeah. And, like, all these things where it was, like, so pointed. Christopher. Yes. And I a little bit wondered of, like, mm, did Mitzi have a crush on Christopher? And yeah. she yeah. has, like, held this grudge against Lorelai for all this time? I don't know. Adding, yeah, adding a whole new story there, but <laughs> all right. And then we have Richard, you know, so like there's the mention of him hoping that whatever colleague is there and Emily's saying like, oh, this is for your, for your granddaughter. No business. And he's like, oh, just five minutes. He is all business. And I love the little, like when Rory comes over by him and his coworkers, there's just a little quick little money handoff when Rory comes over of like, oh, here you go. Like. Here's our transaction. Mm-hmm. This is why we're here. We just give you this and then let's get back to business. Yep. <laughs> Which I will say when that happens, I feel bad for Rory being like out of both of her grandparents. Richard is the more down to earth, um, easily talked to, mm-hmm. um, level-headed one and I felt really bad for her being like I like she must be thinking I'm getting blown off at my own party because you want to do business you're supposed to be like the quote-unquote nice one well and if you think of who Rory was comfortable talking to at that party the list is Mm -hmm. probably Lorelai Richard and then maybe Emily, maybe Paris in a weird way, even though it's like a not enjoyable, she probably feels more comfortable. So it's like there's two people that she really feels comfortable talking to there. And that's her mom and her grandfather. And then her grandfather just left and her mom is trying to get away from this rude woman. Um, But otherwise it's all these people that she has only one thing in common with Chilton and Mm -hmm does not know like it's just this all forced and where she's got to be the center of attention when she doesn't want to be 
But yeah. Which, I mean, leads to her kind of blowing up. So we get to see Lorelai's old room. I like that. And get a little bit of that kind of nostalgia from Lorelai, which is always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Rory-Emily fight. <laughs> I find it interesting that it's somehow Lorelai's fault. <laughs> which I I don't understand why it's Lorelai's fault. Like, Lorelai had nothing to do with it. And, like, I feel bad for Lorelai because she's just, like, thrown into it. Granted, like, she is the mom and everyone likes to blame the parents except the parents. Um, So I kind of understand where Emily was going with, like, the, oh, your daughter has no manners. But it's like, yeah, but you also taught your daughter manners. And she was like, this is stupid. Like, this isn't how manners are supposed to work. And I will say, when Emily and Lorelai are talking, um, and she throws in the candlesticks, like, being six inches apart, and, like, how she even says it is just so, like, demeaning of, like, yeah say it like that like make a point of I still remember most of the things that you taught me and that's like awful things that you've taught me they don't really matter I think with Emily it's easier for her to blame Lorelai than to believe that Rory is upset with her because she already writes Lorelai off as not liking or approving of their lifestyle or their choices or in many cases them. So it's easier for her to believe like, okay, this is Lorelai that made Rory do that in some way that it's her influence than to say my granddaughter feels that same way. And I Mm -hmm. think for her, it's that like, if I can blame Lorelai, I can pretend that Rory actually doesn't feel that way. It's just Lorelai. And with Lorelai pointing out the candlestick thing, I feel like that was to an idea of like, you've thrown these parties nonstop my entire life. Like I, this isn't anything different than what you already do. And I know exactly what your, your setup is and how you do this. Like I am aware of this life and I did give it a chance kind of thing. Yeah. The other thing that I made note of about the party is what you were kind of insinuating before was Richard's gift to Rory and I feel like it was where it's like, oh, it's just money. But it's so personalized because he mentions Fez. Yes. And I absolutely loved that. That he, just like Emily in the beginning with the pudding, he is taking the initiative. Like, I know that she is wanting to go backpacking and she can save this to do that later on in life. Like, after high school like she's wanting to do and him being like I want to support you in that like my daughter wasn't able to do that and I wanted to like contribute now yeah for both of them to do it and it just like makes me love him so much more like every time I watch this episode because it's one of my favorite episodes because of Richard and he is just so loving and so 
open with Rory and make sure for the most part that like she knows that she is loved and that she is like important to him and not just like someone to show off. Right. And like he mentions about that they made a deal when getting married that Emily would get the cards for these types of situations and sign his name. And then he didn't have to do anything with it. And it also shows like, but this is Rory. Like this is someone that I truly care about. I want to be a part of giving something because, you know, it's like, Oh, you can put a lot of thought into a card and a gift. But if one person isn't involved at all, it's just like, Oh, throw my name on there. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like I want to give them something, but there's not the personal side of it, you know? Um, Yeah. But before we go to the other party, can we talk a little bit about Suki and Jackson? Oh my god, yes. Okay, so I, both times rewatching this episode this week, I realized how adorably handsome Jackson is with his facial hair in this episode. Yes, and I made note of, and I know he's worn it before, but he really rocks, like, the tie-dye shirt with the overalls. Like, in my mind, that is an awful combination. But on Jackson, it's like, oh, that's great. Like, I kind of love it. Um, Also, did you notice that Suki's um, bandana was almost identical to Jackson's shirt? I did not notice that. After yeah, both tie dye, and I even noticed that they sometimes do wear the same pattern. Interesting. I'm gonna watch for that now because I haven't noticed that. Like, I typically don't pay a lot of attention to what people are wearing, other than Lorelai, or if it like is something that just like jumps out. Um, mm-hmm. Which the the tie dye and overalls did, um, but I'm gonna watch for that and. I love, like, every time that Suki and Jackson are in that kitchen together, it is just always fun, and they have such great chemistry. Like, I also love kind of the showing of it through Jackson going to Lorelai and saying, like, close your eyes and open your mouth, and she's like, who are you talking to? Like, I'm not the person that you have this with. And he goes over to Suki, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, let me, I want to try what this new creation is that you made. Like, I want a Rasquat, which is the strangest name for something ever. Um, right. I've never had kumquat, so I don't know. I love raspberries, though. Oh, uh, I think I've had a kumquat once, maybe twice, or, like, a flavored, like, ice cream or, like, candy with a flavor of kumquat. I don't remember if I've actually had it. Do you remember if it was good or not? Oh, it was very tasty. I have to try sometime. Um, But I even wrote on here when Suki was even like trying it, being like, I'm stumped. Like, I have no idea what this is. And just like her facial expression of, ooh, like it's very good. There's something in this that I don't know. Like, what can it be? And then Jackson just being like, you know what it is. I guarantee, like, right when I say it, you will, like, instantly know. And then he's just like, come quiet. And she's like, yes, that's what it is. Yep. 
um, which Kumquat is a hilarious word. It is. It's um, such a weird word. I don't know. I'm like, it's just so fun to say. And then thrown in the Razquat, like, name. It's just like, yes, that would be the perfect name for it. Yeah. And it's just, so, like, it looks so delicious. Well, Suki makes it look so delicious by, like, her reaction and her excitement and, and Jackson's excitement. Um, I love those two, though. Like, they have, they always make anything just fun and goofy. And I love mm-hmm. it. But anyway, we can go to the fun party now. I just wanted to talk about them a little bit before we got more into party talk, which first thing I'll say about the party is Suki's cake. Um, Cause that gets, you know, brought up earlier is we know that she's making the cake and it's such a different cake than you normally see from Suki because it's very much that like nine by 13 sheet cake that you get at like any grocery store with a bakery. Um mm-hmm which is still delicious, but it was such a different cake than I normally expect from Suki, but I'm sure it tasted phenomenal. But I always think that when it's a picture on a cake, it's a little bit weird, but I feel like Rory looked so weird in that picture. Oh, she did. She most definitely did. And I think like with it being a sheet cake, she could have, Suki could have put a little bit more detail in, like, the picture, even though it did, like, look good, but it could have been, like, a little bit more Suki'd. Um, yeah. But like, I'm kind of surprised though... that she wanted her face on it. Like, my niece just had her birthday party, and I loved her cake, where I kind of wish she took a picture of it, because she loves unicorns, and... It was like a unicorn on the cake, but not just like a picture of the unicorn. Like it was more kind of like a silhouette colorful unicorn made with the frosting. I can't describe it, but it looked really cool. I'll have to find out if they got a picture. But, you know, something fun. And mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, your face is fun, but weird. I don't know. <laughs> and then did you notice Rory almost starts her hair on fire when blowing out the candles? And she gets her yes. hair all over the top of that cake. Yes. Pull your hair back before you blow the candles out. <laughs> she really should have. Like, I would have found it hilarious if she did get her hair caught on fire. It's like, <laughs> well, Suki is basically your aunt. So that's very understandable if you were getting, like, characteristics of Suki now. Yeah, because that is definitely, if it was Suki's birthday, she would have caught her hair on fire. Or dropped the cake and started the whole house on fire um (laughs) or like when going to light it or something i don't know um oh and speaking of my niece she was watching this episode with me and she pointed out they have a power puff cup that um i think it was lorelei was drinking out of a power puff girl cup at the party how did i not notice that i didn't notice until she pointed out i'm like oh look at that (laughs) I'm going to have to look for that the next time I watch it. Well, and then, you know, we have Richard and Emily arrive and I don't, I don't even know what to say about them coming in. Like they look as awkward and out of place as what Rory was feeling at the other party. So it's interesting to see. 
I actually love that they felt out of place because it's like, haha, she was on the other foot now. Let's see how you like it. I also understand why Lorelai did not realize that the people who would be ringing the doorbell would be her parents because, like, when Rory blew up on Emily, which she had every single right to do, um, Emily's like, nope, I am not going to go to your other party. I have been to one, and that was enough. And I am glad that Lorelai basically, like, knocked some sense into her, being like, this is your granddaughter. You try to do something nice, but you failed. Do it this way. And I am glad that Emily stepped back and was like, Okay, we'll go. We'll like we'll see. I think because she realized it was the right thing to do. Yes. And I think Richard also had something to do with it. If she told him about the party, he'd probably be like, Oh yeah, I wanna go. Mm-hmm. Um, which speaking of Richard, so a couple things. First we get Miss Patty was hitting on him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Miss Patty and Miss Patty fashion was definitely <laughs> putting the moves on Richard. And each time I love it, being like, Ooh, Rory, you gonna get Miss Patty as a grandma. <laughs> I also feel like it really shows her just like how much she doesn't really care and is just, you know, doing her thing because Emily's right there. She knows that he is a married man, that that, that is Lorelai's father and Rory's grandfather and everything. But it's like, oh, yeah, nope. I see a man that I think is attractive. I am going to let him know it. Yes, and this is why I aspire to be Miss Patty every day. <laughs> if there is a hot man's is this, I'd be like, ooh, hello. The amount of times that I do that at work, like, I feel bad for my baristas. So I get distracted so much <laughs> being, like, over the headset, like, oh, yeah, the person that drive, real cute. And all, all last week when I would do that, they would be like, no, you're just desperate. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like the amount of times that my, like even assistant manager was like, no, you're desperate. I'm like, what the hell? I find them cute. I don't care if you do. One, well, if you also were the one to talk to them, you know, that does make a difference. You know, if you even just mm-hmm. saying a couple things to someone, um, you can pick up on some of Miss Patty's wonderful lines of like, oh, aren't you a tall specimen of a man? And, yes. you know, things like that. <laughs> I will say I will never, as of right now, have the confidence as Miss Patty to actually say what Miss Patty says. I, I don't think there's many people like, in the world that do. <laughs> I, it, I would say it and they would just like look at me being like, what are you on? Are you okay? And no, just like run away. Be like, ah, never like, mind. Okay. And then, you know, a smooth <laughs> turn around and walk away. Yep. Which smooth move that I don't think was even an intentional move in a sense was Luke bringing ice. Um, I love that moment and that scene of like, oh, like we need ice. I'm going to go get ice. And then he walks in with ice and 
I don't know. Like, is Lorelai drunk? Because, especially in that scene, she seems just super drunk. And I don't know if it is just, like, excitement or what. I think she might have been a little tipsy. Because, like, it's a party. Like, it's her house. She's being responsible. And especially when, like, how she acts with, like, even the doorbell ringing. Being like, who's ringing the doorbell? Just get your asses in here. That is, like, definitely something that I would say. If, like, I was hosting a party and being like, you know, just to walk in. Like, right, I'm we're just having fun. Feel of this now. And then yeah. her just being like, oh, poop, it is them. And I just said asses and like all this stuff. So, kind of like, I, I do think she was someone. I was saying in that well. moment, I felt like, oh, she seems tipsy. And that was like a little bit of a like, oh, reality kind of thing. And then, but with yeah. Luke, she's just like, whoa like i don't know um but i i love that you know like the the nice hug and excitement about the ice and of course then you get emily poking fun at her about it of like how long has that been going on you know and Mm -hmm. her conversation with lorelei and lorelei's reactions of like the idea of luke liking her and all of that which, like, I absolutely love Luke in this episode. Because, like, even when Lorelai comes home from shopping with Emily, which I love that whole experience with Emily and Lorelai shopping together. Um, but with Luke being, like, engaged with him just being, like, Will you marry me? Yes, I just her off guard, and then she's like, "What?" Just because she was like, "Um, I have time to kill now." Um, I I'm not gonna say the entire thing because it is gonna be one of my quotes, but just like his reaction to her like confusion is hilarious. Yeah. Um. And with Lorelai being like, well, Rory's party is on Saturday. Like, you should come. And, like, him just being like, yeah, like, you don't have to invite me. And she's like, I know I don't have to, but I want you there. It's just like. I'll be there. He wants to be there, too. He cares. He cares about both, like, in different ways. But he very much views Rory as like a daughter figure in his life and yeah Lorelai is probably his best friend and obviously he's crazy about her yeah and I will say when um Rory and Lane come in on like her birthday and he's just like wrong spot yeah and they're just like what like there is no sign right and he's just like I baked you a coffee cake and put balloons up, which perfect cake for Rory. Um, and he just like does it for her and just like shows that he cares, like he genuinely yeah. cares about her, and he is just such a softy when it which comes she to Rory. Says. <laughs> and he doesn't want the attention like, about it. No, it's and he's like. 
keep this up and I will count to three and it'll be gone. He's like, okay, like we're leaving. We're done making fun of you. Right. Yeah. I, I love Luke, especially in this episode, um, all aspects of it. And Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, other things with the party, like one thing it's last episode, we saw all the town come together for this sad event. And then this episode, we could see all the town come together for this like super fun, happy event. And like, I love getting more of the townies and kind of hearing their memories and like really kind of hammering in, in a subtle way of like, this is one big happy family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love how the town comes together to celebrate Rory and it kind of shows that like Rory is kind of the daughter of everybody. Like everybody loves her and wants to celebrate her and be there for her. And like, she is so loved with this community. Mm -hmm. And then of course we get Richard is in autumn and gives more money for Fez. Yes. Oh, I just love Richard. He's like, he didn't have to do it twice, but he wanted to because he knows how, like, important this is for her and, like, how excited she is to do this. And, like, it's just, it just proves that he just loves her and he is the best, best grandfather ever. And he is just so sweet. And I want him as my grandfather. <laughs> he is. Like, he's. Especially, I feel like in the beginning of the series, like, we don't get a lot of depth with him, but the little glimpses of depth that we do get are just so sweet and loving. Mm-hmm. And we don't really see anything. I mean, the only, like, bad qualities that we see of him is if it's something that is, like, tied with Emily, just kind of with that elitism. But you don't really see that from him. And that he is, in some situations, just not present. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, like, other than that, like... He's great. And then the end of the party, Rory and Dean. So what are your thoughts about Rory and Dean in this episode? I like them in this episode. I find them adorable. Do you like the sneaky sneakiness? I mean, like when Rory didn't even tell Lane... Because when they're at Luke's, they're sitting there and, you know, she gets all smiley and doe-eyed and giggly about Dean seeing her and then, like, whispering or, like, mouthing happy birthday. And Lane Mm. asks, like, oh, why are you smiling? And she says, oh, thinking about pudding. It's like, you're not even telling Lane? Like, super sneaky, not telling Lane or Lorelai about it. Like, I understand why, because, like, I have definitely been that person of, I'm, like, happy because this person just, like, went out of their way to make me happy. And then if I say it to somebody, then it's, like, something's going to go wrong. Because, like, that ultimately is what happens in my life. (laughs) Um, So, like, I definitely understand why, like, Rory wants to keep it, like, hush-hush right now. But also, like, she doesn't like that much attention on her and especially with something so new and like it could be misconstrued or like um like way over the top where I can like definitely see like why she wants to keep it under wraps for like a little bit longer and have her like 
own little secret. I can get it to a point with knowing that the town is all watching her always and has these expectations and they are all super invested in her life. But to me, her not telling Lane or Lorelai is a little bit weird. Like, I mean, when Adam and I first got together, we didn't really, you know, we did kind of, you know, keep it hush hush for a while from friends, but I definitely told my mom and like the person who was one of my closest friends at that time. And I mean, even when we got engaged, our like original engagement was impromptu and we didn't tell anybody except I called my mom Mm -hmm. and told her like, because of course I'm going to tell her I can't not tell my mom. I mean, I guess that's a little bit bigger of a thing, but for me, it's like, this is her first crush, like her first, you know, where that is like a big deal for a 16 year old that could in some ways feel similar where it's like, how do you not tell her? And mm-hmm. then how does Lorelai not ask Rory about it after she sees Dean and Rory together when he's giving her the bracelet? Like, Lorelai sees them through the window, and clearly she never asks Rory about it. I think Lorelai is wanting Rory to tell her on her own instead of her having to pry into it, um, which, like, we can definitely talk more of, like, that aspect on the next episode with mm-hmm. what happened. Um, but I I think Lorelai consciously made the decision of Rory will tell me when she is ready to and she knows that she can like tell me anything whenever. Yeah, and I get that. I just also feel like that had to be so hard for Lorelai to not mm say anything and did not pry because you know she wants to know and she probably also is feeling really hurt that Rory hasn't told her because they do have a very open relationship and I think that's something that Lorelai really loves about their relationship especially after last episode when Rory got so upset that Lorelai didn't tell her about Max it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a okay and then this happens kind of thing but I don't know what do you think about the bracelet I love it. It is so cute and so thoughtful. Yeah, I think it's super sweet. Yeah, this shows like Dean cares. I do a little bit feel like it doesn't seem like a Rory bracelet. Like the bracelets that um, Emily picks out when shopping with Lorelai, those seem more like Rory bracelets to me, like Mm -hmm. the colorful things. But it's super sweet. Like he made it and, you know, put all this thought and effort into it. So like, obviously she's going to love it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the like appearance of it, I'm like, Oh, well this shows that she really does like him because I feel like that's not ever something that she would ever like pick pick out out to wear on her own. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I mean, you know, it's the meaning behind it that really matters and makes it where she wears it. Spoiler every day moving forward. Um, Yep. (laughs) but okay so i know there's some things that we didn't touch on a lot but i feel like when we talk about the food and quotes those things are going to come up do you Mm -hmm. want why don't we go through food and quotes and if there's anything that we feel like we wanted to talk more about we can yeah so the food um obviously pudding you know that's the 
a big, big character in this episode. Um, and then we have the birthday coffee cake made by Luke. And we kind of talked about that already of just how sweet that was. And it was nice. Rory shared it with Lane. Um, and then I did not write down every single thing. So, like, at the fun party, I know we see a veggie tray and there's hors d'oeuvres being passed. I know there's mention of, like, a mushroom thing. And Sorry, that's the wrong one. The fancy party has the... I was like, wait a second. The fun party... I wrote this in backwards um, order. The fun party has the veggie tray and then the hors d'oeuvres that Emily loves and wants to know, what's a suki? Um, what's a suki? That's a suki. Um... <laughs> At the fancy party, there's also hors d'oeuvres, but they have, like, cheeses and mushroom things and I don't know what else. Um, and something that we don't get to see that I really wish we did was a food fight. Because after Emily and Richard leave, Lorelai's like, food fight? And he's like, yes. And they go in and we don't get to see it. I'm like, oh. Um, and then there's also mention of, like, oh, we're going to be having onion dip for a week or for breakfast for a week. And then Suki goes in depth about talking about the onion dip and the things you could do with it and all of that. Um, so those are, like, the main things that I obviously noticed. And then, like, the cake, which we talked about at the party. Um, mm-hmm. We don't get to see the cake at the fancy party, though. That was probably a... I don't think there was. I think there had to have been one of some kind. Maybe they did, like, a chocolate fountain or something instead. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Quotes. I refrained from doing way too many this episode, um, partially because I was a little bit distracted when I was watching the episode that I couldn't watch them or write them all down. But mm-hmm. I have four of them. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first or do you want to bounce back and forth? Um, we can bounce back and forth. Um... I'll start with one from the beginning. Well, kind of two. Like, they're both from Lorelai. Um, the... Why don't I bring a tape recorder to these dinners? Um, when they're talking about, like, putting yeah. post-it notes or, like, the will. Um, and then, like, the tie-in for that is when Lorelai says... Um, that was way less creepy. Yeah. Um, just because of how she says it is amazing. Yes, I can, you know, picture it and hear it because then I'm like, oh, well, you can do too. Oh, that's way less creepy. Like, um, I do have one from the beginning as well of when Richard comes in and asks what they were talking about. And Lorelai says, I was being impossible. And then I turned into a Jewish comedian. Yep. And then especially because you have Richard's thing of like, okay, then. And like, <laughs> just like, okay, sounds good. um i do have one from well actually i have two that happen at the fancy party so one is richard and rory where richard said who's your friend and then rory's response i don't know but this is tristan yes (laughs) i love that one and then i'll also do my other one from that party is emily and lorelei which like i could seriously put down like every thing that they say to each other but one where it's like i put it as a favorite even though it's like it's a a stabby killer one but it, i just feel like it's so powerful that i had to put it of emily saying if i had a dollar for every time you gave up and then lorelei's response of then you could pay for this party couldn't you mm-hmm. 
that one where it's like it's not a fun favorite quote but it's just like that like heartbreaker powerful one yes no i agree with that one um i was thinking of putting that one i'm like i feel it's not pleasant (laughs) just because of the dynamic with it (laughs) um i Ooh, I have a few more of Lorelai's. I think I have, like, all Lorelai except, like, one Luke. So do the rest of your Lorelai. I'll do my last Lorelai, and then you do your Luke. Perfect. So it's um, with Lorelai and Emily when they're on the phone, and Lorelai's like, okay, fine. You can get her a bong then. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny and like with Emily being like basically like be serious kind of thing yeah um and then when Emily is saying basically like we'll dress appropriately kind of thing and then Lorelai being like don't finish that sentence yes um, yes Ma. and then like she's like fine and then she's like that a girl <laughs> yep um and then the other low Lorelai one um is when they're doing the shopping and it's with the um guitar purse yep and emily's like well what are people gonna think and she's like she's an axe murderer of course (laughs) yep i like that um my other one oh i wrote it down as lorelei that was not lorelei that was emily um Okay, my Emily one to Lorelai is you're pleased that the Iceman looked at you like a porterhouse steak. Talking about the way that Luke looked at her. Mm-hmm. Which so then you can tell. I want to hear your Luke one. So it's a Lorelai and Luke. So it's Lorelai coming in and like Rory not being there. And she's like, um, you're going to have to entertain me. And she's like, okay, Burger Boy dance and then luke just saying um will you marry me and him following up just being like just looking for something to shut you up yep i i love that i thought about putting that too because i'm like oh they're they're interactions they're a good duo too there's too many good like duo groups in Mm -hmm. this show um okay so favorite character i have an honorable mention and then I have a tie between two characters because there's so many there's all a lot of people that I really thought about in this episode because there's a lot of people that are just great in this episode and mm-hmm. I had to give kind of an honorable mention to Lane I feel like she's such a sweet friend in this episode and we get to see her a little bit more and starting to like fall in love with her as a friend but she got beat out for me. I This episode, I have to give it to Luke and Paris. Because Paris, we really start to see her, like, vulnerability a little bit. And mm-hmm. her, like, also kind of letting her guard down a little bit and relenting. And just having some, like, sweet moments almost. And then Luke, he just, I mean, the coffee cake and balloons and the ice yeah. and the proposing comedically and just he rocks it you know so for me luke and paris are the 
the winners of of this episode. Okay. I will agree with Luke, but mine is also a tie between Richard and Luke. Okay. Um, I I see that. Jesse's like how much love that they show for Rory and kind of like go even with Luke going into depth of like how much compassion he has. Um, he's like basically up until now, he is very like serious when it comes to things and very like, I'm trying to think of another word, but my brain is being dumb. Um, but like very kind of statuesque for some things, but him being like a little bit more withdrawn from previous and then now it's like showing that compassion showing that love and depth for like another human other than like Lorelai um and it's just like it's just love and I love it um and like especially with Richard showing like how much he cares and how much he like wants Rory to be happy and like just being a good grandfather I do love Paris so Paris would be a, a close third for me for this one. Yeah, Richard was one that was like up there for me too. All right. And what would you rate this episode? I would rate it eight coffee cups. I genuinely love this episode so much more than the previous episodes. And it's just like, I love it also because Rory, like, snaps and you actually get to see her like stand up for herself with Emily and being like no this is your party you can say the toast and like I didn't want anything to do with this kind of thing um so kind of like her standing up for herself and like even apologizing because she knows that she like shouldn't have snapped um and like her trying to like make it right with Emily it's just, like, kind of shows, like, yeah, Rory cares. And, like, she doesn't want to be, like, malicious when she does snap. And, like, her realizing, like, oh, yeah, maybe there are other ways I can show my frustration. Yeah. I love this episode. And I would say it's my favorite episode so far. So if I look at, like, my previous ratings then I'm kind of taking that into consideration. I am going to give this one an 8.8 out of 10 coffee cups or cups of coffee. Um, Because I feel like there, there was no one that really bugged me in this episode. We get to see, we get like, it's not often that you get, we get the townies, we get Richard and Emily, we get Paris. Like it's one, we got all those favorite characters that we need. I'm okay with not having Max at all in this episode. I'm really glad that we didn't have Max because we got to see a little spark with Luke and Lorelai. And it was, you know, obviously very not like, oh, Lorelai is showing interest in another man when she's also interested in Max or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I feel like we got to see the dynamics between Lorelai and Emily more in this episode than we have in any other episode while we also got to see that contrasted with like the sweet tenderness between Richard and Rory. And Mm -hmm. it just, it had everything that a season one episode needs. 
but it's not a perfect 10. Like there's, there are episodes that are perfect 10s for me. And this one is a great episode, but it's not a perfect 10 episode. Yeah. I agree with that. And some of that is because like things that they can't even help of characters that haven't even been introduced yet and things like that. And like, it is still very much like we're only in the sixth episode. So there is still a lot of like setting up the entire show and storylines. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's probably as great as it it could be for this episode. Anything that you feel like we missed or that you wanted to throw in or any random thoughts or questions or theories about anything? Yes. So it's a two-part question um, because they talk about it at Luke about Rory's eighth birthday mm-hmm. and that the cops were called, the clown was arrested. Um, so what happened at that party where the cops were called and the clown was arrested and what exactly did the clown do? So we get talk about Rory's birthday parties in future seasons as well. And I know that they do reference some of her childhood birthdays. And I don't remember if they mention her eighth birthday. Because I know at one point they mentioned that one of her birthday parties, they went toilet papering. And it's like, oh, that is mm-hmm. something that you could get arrested for. Because I think they also TP'd um, Taylor's house. Or I just made that up in my head. So it's like, okay, maybe it was that one. But then they also, in like season six or seven, Rory's like reminiscing, going back through all of her birthdays and kind of talks because she asked Lorelai, like, what did we do for my 10th birthday? And she mentions like, oh, I know that one of them was like a space theme. I don't remember what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember if she specifies her eighth birthday at any point. So my best guess is that that is when they went toilet papering. And the clown came with because they were eight, which is young for toilet papering. So Lorelai mm-hmm. and the clown had to do the majority of it. What is your thought or theory on that? I think that just like at this party, they had like a huge blowout. Um, and it just got out of hand. And I think that the clown was doing something stupid um, and dangerous, like clowns do. Like, I do not trust clowns. Like, I have a little twist to add in here. Let's pretend that the clown was Kirk. Oh, my God. That makes <laughs> so much. Because that I, makes sense, doesn't it? Like, he had to have been the yes. clown. Yes. But then why wouldn't they just say Kirk? Maybe they didn't even know. They hired a clown. He was dressed up as a clown and his face was covered. That Except is fair. as soon as he started talking, they would have known. Um, I don't know. Maybe she just thought it sounded funnier to say that the clown was arrested than Kirk was arrested. Because, of course, Kirk is going to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's my best guess. I guess when we get to those future episodes, we can try to make note and remember if 
they mention the eighth birthday or if any listeners know or have their own theories. I'd love to hear some theories of why, like what they did at that party and why the clown got arrested. And if you Mm -hmm. have any thoughts on who the clown was, because it's a small town, possibly. I mean, it says 10,000, but it seems more like a unincorporated town to me. But so you can send your your theories on Rory's eighth birthday party, as well as any other thoughts or questions or comments that you have to our email, which is copperboompcast at gmail.com. Or you can always um, reach us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, which we are at copperboompcast on all three. Um, and then did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we sign off here, Thomas? Um, they need more pudding in future episodes. They need more what? Pudding. Oh, pudding. (laughs) Hey, we brought pudding into last episode and this one, so we're improving it, right? Yes, but they also need to add, they should have added Twinkies. We get Twinkies and lots of mac and cheese and Pop-Tarts. I'm surprised we haven't had Pop-Tarts yet. That I feel like those should have been been there Where by now. But even what? Tater tots. Oh, yes. And on pizza. Um, wonderful, great food ideas from the Gilmores coming soon. But that is all that we have for today. And we are back to our regular schedule of releasing once a week. So... Once you're all caught up to this one, um, just stay on track. Every week we'll be releasing a new episode. And again, feel free to email us or um, and follow us on, on social media and share your thoughts, questions, anything you want us to bring up or talk about. And other than that, have a wonderful rest of your day. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Copper boom. Copper boom.